And here we go. We're, we're off, off to the mountains. And then, and then we're going to drive a car down the hill with the bells that are on. And they're singing. I'm Dustin Harder, and this is Keep On Cooking. Hello, and welcome to Keep On Cooking, the podcast dedicated to plant based cookbooks and the authors who wrote those cookbooks. I'm your host, Dustin Harder. Thank you for tuning in today. And he's the coolest man in his village or on his island when he plays Animal Crossing. He's my husband and producer of the podcast, David Rossetti. How are you, my love? I am good, and my island, island um, on right? Animal Crossing, is good. It used to be village, right? But the current one is Island, is that correct? Current one. I can't remember. There's I don't know. So you many. really like it. I tried to read up There's on it. There so was a lot verses. of talks of villages and yes. islands, and so I'm just uh, you know I appreciate it. I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing great. How are you? I'm 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 great. I attempted to get on the island today on Animal Crossing, but was very confused. And I hear you stole some things from the Also an accident. Yard. I'm happy to return them. <laughs> Y'all if you don't know what we're talking about, because I barely know what we're talking about, is uh we got a Nintendo Switch for our, our birthday. Uh it's not up birthday yet oh actually when oh, oh. nope yeah it's not our birthday yet when this plays we're still like a week away from still our a birthday. Week away. or like yeah. a week and a half anyway it's the big four oh perhaps we've talked about it already so we'll move right along four zero. first to get to business we've been telling you to go to the keep on cooking instagram and that it's rocking and rolling and i have changed my mind it is not the keep oh. on cooking instagram is dead to me dead to you and dead to we yeah you know i just can't keep up with two accounts i get that um bless people that do usually people that do i mean i think a lot of people that do get paid for it and they're social media people <laughs> um i was like oh i'm gonna move all this content over to the keep on cooking instagram and it'll be great and then but i've realized i, I really put everything on the vegan roadie instagram so it was kind of pointless i was posting the same things yeah, basically. Yeah, so yeah. if you want keep on cooking content, just keep on following me at the vegan roadie as you were. Um, you can certainly follow keep on cooking as you were. As you were, uh, you can certainly keep on following me at keep on cooking. The account is still there, but there's just a little post that says for everything keep on cooking. Check out the vegan roadie. Easy enough. Easy peasy. What do we yeah. eat this week? What did we eat this week? Oh my gosh, so many things. Well, last night we had the pasta with the sausage and the shrimps. And the shrimps, we had those, uh, those, uh, those vegan shrimps for the I first time. I think it's time. from a company called All Things Vegetarian. I don't need that product. I don't need shrimp in my life. I didn't like it when I wasn't vegan, so I wasn't thrilled. But I knew you were excited about it. Did you like yes. it? I did. I mean, it's, it's, it's a strange texture to try to replicate. Sure. And it was, I don't want to say disgusting. Uh, disconcerting in like a, a bad way it was but it's just strange like, right it's very strange yeah i mean i had uh I'm not quite sure how they do it sure so it's very strange i had a couple pieces of it i mean it's by that company that does all that stuff i like got it bacon from, yeah they have, like, yeah bacon? they do no. bacon with like the marbled fat in it and everything um i got it from vegco so you can get boxes from vegco and it's that on instagram vegco um where you you know you can pick a bunch of different stuff and they send it to you but they they but sent like us a little a package mold and, and it's just very strange yeah. 
Yeah, it's very strange. But uh, but it had a uh, field roast Italian sausage and then a Cajun seasoning, a little corkscrew oh, pasta. It was so good. delicious. So that was numsy, numsy, numsy. But speaking of numsy food, I've never said numsy. I kind of like it. Oh, let's do um, it. Fierced. Um, here's the Friendly Vegan Cookbook, David. Ooh. We're talking about the Friendly Vegan Cookbook today by Tony Okamoto and Michelle Kane. It's the Friendly Vegan Cookbook, and that is a hundred essential recipes to share with vegans and omnivores alike. David, close your eyes, flip the book open, and put your finger down. Let's see what you land on. Go for it. Go, go, go. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, straight up birthday How cake. funny. Look at that birthday oh, it's cake. It's so pretty. It got sprinkles. And one of the things I love about so this pretty. book is it really is, it says essential recipes in its subtitle. Go on and flip ahead. Find another one. And that's one of the things I love about it is that it really is those kind of things that you need when you first go vegan. What's that? Ramen. Mm, it's got all the good things, noodles and veggies. It looks terrific. One more. What do we got? Ooh, Thousand Island Dressing. Oh, so they're hitting you up with some Thousand Island Dressing. Those all look easy. And listen, when uh, we first got this book, do you remember I cooked out of it like crazy? Oh, yeah. No, you were you were going crazy with it. Um, and they just look so cute. And you loved the... Um, yeah, the chicken pot pie. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You that were was gaga for it. Yeah, gaga. Well, and we actually made it has a really uh, flaky, easy crust mm. on top with a bechamel sauce in the middle and some veggies. And then they, I believe they used tofu, but I made it a second time. If you remember, I put seitan in and we had our I realtor do. over. Mm-hmm. Hello, Miss Olivia, if you're listening. Um, love Olivia. Yeah. And she's not vegan and we made it for her and she loved it. And then she went yeah. out and got the book. Hello. So that's telling you right there. It's a good book. So we did the chicken pot pie. We've done the lasagna. We did. Uh, I made baked donuts from there. Super, super tasty. Um, And one more thing. Oh. Yeah. Waffles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waffles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the the jam? Yep. The strawberry chia jam with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, this is that book where if you go vegan, you're like, oh, but I can never have that again. This book has the thing in it that you thought you wouldn't be able to make again so it really does have a hundred essential recipes to share with vegans and omnivores alike it's fantastic um and it's written by two bright shiny awesome amazing people uh tony okamoto and michelle kane i just love them to pieces uh they're just so positive and wonderful and so great to chat with as you'll see in the interview tony okamoto is a founder of Plant Based on a Budget, the founder of Plant Based on a Budget, Ooh. popular website and meal plan that shows you how to save dough by eating veggies. She's also author of Plant Based on a Budget Cookbook and the co-host of the Plant Powered People podcast. Okamoto's work has been profiled by NBC News, Parade Magazine, and she's a regular presence on local and national morning shows across the country where she teaches viewers how to break their meat habit without breaking their budget she was also featured in the popular documentary what the health Um, and michelle kane uh, is a founder of the popular food and lifestyle website world of vegan vegan uh, vegan vegan vegan. and a youtube personality who has reached millions uh, through her creative uh, and relatable videos Um, she's also a co-host of the plant-powered people podcast Ooh, that's a lot of a lot of peas yes plant-powered yes. people podcast and co-creator of the 12-day dairy detox plant based on a budget meal plans and seven days uh documentary uh, michelle has been a lifelong mission uh, she's been on a lifelong mission to make kind and healthy living enticing easy and fun um ever since the age 
of eight when she first became a vegetarian. Um, also a passionate photographer and filmmaker. You can find her dishing out mouthwatering food photos and inspiration daily on the Instagram. That's right. And as mentioned, they have a podcast together, the Plant Powered Podcast. So Plant Powered People Podcast, that is. So if you are searching for more vegan-friendly podcasts, that is another one to add to your weekly rotation. They also have this really great plant-based on a budget meal plan. Uh, they built together. My sister did it and loved it. You can find more on that at plantbasedmealplan.com. It really is a great starting off point and way to get some structure within a budget to uh, vegan eating. But hey, they also wrote this new book together, The Friendly Vegan Cookbook, 100 Essential Recipes to Share with Vegans and Omnivores Alike. Here to talk about it all, please welcome Tony and Michelle. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it's the friendliest of friendly. It's the authors of the new and fabulous The Friendly Vegan Cookbook, Tony Okamoto and Michelle Kane. Welcome, darlings. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having us. So happy to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are here. I'm so stoked to talk to you about this wonderful book. Um, And let's get into our icebreaker question. Why not? Let's get to know each other a bit. What is a talent or skill you wish you possessed? I've been thinking very hard about a talent or skill that I would possess. And I keep thinking, gosh, I wish I was like Captain Planet, stopping pollution, putting it down to zero. And so I think that that's what I would want to do. I would want to be a Captain Planet who has some skill or talent that helps reduce um, the negative impacts on our Earth. Oh, that's so good. And everyone, that was Tony. That was Tony, correct? Yes, I want everyone to know. So, so that was Tony wants to have the, the skills to save the world. And Michelle now, just so we can all get to know each other's voices no. since we got three of us on here today. No pressure, okay. Michelle. Well, yeah, no pressure. <laughs> so I was initially thinking, well, I wish I could just make everyone kind. But then I thought, let me just be a bit more practical. And now I feel so embarrassed about my practical You need wish. to think big. No, think listen big. to what I was thinking. I wish I could just chop garlic with my eyes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all the world saving abilities I could have. I would just be able to garlic. I just chopped. had a vision of you with like, you have such a friendly, like warm personality and smile. I just had a vision of you that like scarily turning to the counter and just she... looking at the garlic and it just chops itself. Did it, did it happen with like red lasers? Yes. Yes, exactly. In my, in exactly. my head too. <laughs> so you painted a picture, Michelle. I, I mean, know mine's... Tony will be saving the world, but you guys are going to be like, dang, I'm here chopping my onions and garlic. <laughs> I mean, they'll have their garlic the just like that. <laughs> I Mine's super basic. I just wish I could play the guitar. I've wanted to all of my life. I've picked it up several times. I've learned a few things and I can never, ever master it. Same, 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 same. Drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. But maybe one day, never say never. I still haven't gotten rid of it. It sits in uh, our guest bedroom collecting dust. Oh, my gosh. Same. And also, one of the strings on my guitar broke. And so I was like, okay, I just need to get this string fixed. And now it has been 10 years. <laughs> Even one year, my husband was like, what do you want for your birthday? And I always, every year, I say nothing. I don't want anything. Just like, let's hang out and do nothing. Um, but that one year, I was like, will you get the string fixed on my guitar? And he took oh. it to a guitar Gosh. center or something i don't know and and he they wouldn't fix it they're like because he told them it was it was for someone else's guitar like that it wasn't his guitar and they refused to fix the cord so it came why? Back, it's still broken in my 
in my closet. Why won't they fix it? Is I that like a know. thing? I do not know. So bizarre. Huh. Well, <laughs> well, I just, I wish I had the excuse of a broken string. I do not. And then David, my husband, his uh, stepdad brought him a banjo that I guess had been hanging out for a while. I was like, great. Another instrument for us to stare at. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> one you. One day, one day, the start of your podcast episode will be you like rocking out a song <laughs> on the guitar slash banjo. <laughs> just busting out on banjo in my dreams. Now you are both based in California. If my reading tells me uh, I'm correct. Are you both born and raised in California as well? Yeah, we're both in Sacramento right now. I was born in New York and I was adopted. So I was swiftly brought home to California where I grew up in Oakland, California. Okay. Okay. Where at New York were you born? Albany. Albany, New York. I've been, I've seen, I recognize. (laughs) uh, uh, Tony, you were born in California then? I was. I'm from Sacramento, born and raised. Okay. All right. But when you guys met... You weren't, you were not in the same place. Is that correct? No, we started our long distance friendship from Sacramento to Oakland. It's actually like like a true testament of the friendship and Tony's persistence because we, that's like good hour and a half, sometimes two hours, sometimes even a half hour drive. And Tony would be like, oh, it's cool. I'll come to you. No worries. Be there in two hours. Oh, I love that. It's just such, yes, that was, um. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I forever will be grateful for that. Michelle mentioned persistence, and I, I just love this story because it it really speaks to our, our friendship, the word persistence, and how Michelle and I met at a farm sanctuary, and I really wanted to be your friend, but she was super busy. So when I reached out, I was like, hi, Michelle. I was wondering if I could come to Oakland and go to a vegan restaurant with you. She's like, oh, I'm so busy working on this big project. She had just started working on her own business. And so I was like, oh, okay. Um, how about we work <laughs> together? How about we work together? And so that's the really the the genesis of our friendship and uh, the foundation of it all is persistence. But I love that so much, though, that you it's sort of that thing where you're like, no, I feel we have a friendship here. And I'm 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 gunning for this. I'm going for us. I go for this. And I'm so and glad were, I you did all in. Oh, yeah, I, I can't absolutely. imagine my life without her. Our whole lives would be different. And now I live in Sacramento. I was lured. Of course, I just wanted to move closer to Tony. So we didn't have to like, <laughs> take a long drive all the time. <laughs> no, but now we live close and we have a book and we have all these projects like my, our lives would be totally different if you weren't persistent. So anyone listening, if you meet someone that you feel like we would be really good friends <laughs> and they are really busy, persist. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson is persistence. Hey, persistence is key in a lot of situations. That's for sure. And this one paid off. Now we've got this lovely book as well out of it. So we're all grateful for your persistence, Tony. Yeah. Uh, and it seems for both of you that vegan cooking came into your life out of necessity, sort of, as you learned to cook vegan, you shared it with building you know, your your brand sort of out of your vegan journeys, essentially, to share with people. Tony with Plant Based on a Budget and Michelle with World of Vegan. Can you each sort of expand a touch on your own personal journeys within each of your platforms, how they came about? Tony, if you want to go first. Sure. I kept on hearing over and over and over and over that it was so expensive to be plant-based. And I at the time, didn't have a lot of money myself. I was living below the poverty line. I didn't have a car. I worked 
part-time as a nanny and as a tutor at my school when I became plant-based. And so it just, every time I heard that, I was like, what, who do you think I am? What do you think my life is like? <laughs> and, uh, and specifically, my family was experiencing all these diet-related health issues like type 2 diabetes, which led to amputations, which led to death and heart complications that led to surgery, that led to complications in surgery, which led to death. And it just, it was all bad. And when I would suggest, hey, this plant-based thing, try it. I heard it. It's it's too expensive. So I started compiling my family's recipes on plant-based on a budget and sharing, sharing first just recipes, but then more comprehensive resources like meal plans and teaming up with Michelle on meal plans, writing a book and uh, being more active on social media. When did you guys, so when did your friendship, like how long have you actually known each other then? We started working together in early 2015. Okay. All right. All right. So going strong, going strong. And then Michelle with World of Vegan, how did that come about? I went vegan when I was in college. I was actually in college at Case Western in Cleveland, Ohio, and it was not the most vegan-friendly space in the world. This was 13 years ago. Uh So actually, uh like most places in the world were not the most vegan-friendly spaces then. Um, But I had been a longtime animal lover. I'd been vegetarian since I was eight years old. I just always wanted my actions to align with kindness and just not causing death and suffering. So um, when I learned about, you know, the dairy industry, the egg industry, all that, went vegan in college. And when I first made that transition, I felt pretty alone in it. It was hard. There was a lot of struggle. I didn't know what to eat, how to cook, how to replace my food. Everything was gone in an instant. And I knew I wanted to eat differently. And so I knew a lot of other people were feeling that same way alone. So as I was learning, I just wanted to provide like a resource and friendship and connection for people who are feeling alone. So I started a YouTube channel when I was, I guess this was like 13 years ago now, almost wow. It was like near the beginning of YouTube um, and embarrassingly terrible videos. I might oh, sure. Listen, I love them. Not- I love them. <laughs> I, I, you love the embarrassing, terrible ones. They're not oh, embarrassingly she, terrible, is what no, you're saying. No, yeah, she's she's like terrible. starting the camcorder, running to the sofa, <laughs> sitting on the sofa, and then running back to the camcorder <laughs> to press stop. I love it. I think we all have those. I think. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it's super, super cringy. And Tony, one time late one night, this was just a couple of years ago, was like, Michelle, I was looking back watching your old YouTube videos. And I was like, what? Those are still up. And I went and I had to like private them. I try and be like really authentic and share everything, but like they're, they're really really bad um but anyway <laughs> well i mean it's like hey there's a time and a place and now now that was then and this is now so yes. that's all right you can private yes. all you want that's oh. fine <laughs> as our dear um, friend tabitha brown says that's your business it is my business and i i will private if i want to so i did <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that's how it started i just wanted to create resources and be a resource for people who wanted to eat in a way that's kind to animals, the planet, um, our world, ourselves. And so that's how it began. Started making videos, kept making videos, ended up um, ultimately launching worldofvegan.com and doing all of the fun projects that I've worked on with Tony, doing our podcast, the Plant Powered People podcast, our budget meal plans. And if you had showed me this book that we have now written when 13 years ago, when I was first going vegan, I would be like, you're joking. Like, no possible (laughs) way. (laughs) 
So yeah, it's been a fun journey. It is um it is a great book for someone first going vegan. And speaking yeah. of books, before we dive into this one, Tony, I don't want to skip over your two previous accomplishments in books. You've got Plant Based on a Budget and the Super Easy Vegan Slow Cooker Cookbook. Is that correct? That is correct. Fantastic. So this was number three for you. How was it uh, co-authoring this time? Did it feel nice to have somebody to share the weight with? Yes. Yeah, so all of the experiences were different from each other. The first one, it was not my concept. It was proposed by a small publishing company. And then uh, for the second book, it was it was my vision and I got to create something out of nothing. And I am really proud of the plant based on a budget cookbook. It it is everything I wanted it to be, but it was really lonely. I did everything by myself and uh, having this book with Michelle was extra special to share all of the pains and successes and joys with someone I really love. So it, it just made the experience much better. And to also divide the labor to have two brains thinking about how to make it the best book, how to market it. It it just was a much more enjoyable process. That's great. I always wonder about that. I'm like, that must be so nice to share that and bounce the ideas off. That must be like a, a fun process with that. And for you, for both of you, like you said, you've got the plant powered people podcast focused on sharing experiences of overcoming obstacles while embracing a plant based lifestyle, which is to me, sort of like a great sort of precursor for this book. It's what you're doing with this book. You're giving people tools to live their best vegan lives. Yeah, Thank we you. want to help eliminate the struggle for people. And we've we've lived through much of it, but also there's a lot that we haven't personally experienced. We have our life journeys to share and how we overcame those struggles. But we wanted to have a space that would bring on all sorts of different voices, situations, um, that people encounter and see how in in the real life people handle them and what advice they have for other people who might encounter the same. So it's been really fun to do that with our podcast. And it's, yeah, it's, it's that way across all our work, just trying to make this journey to living compassionately as easy and fun and delicious and accessible to everyone as possible. I love that. It's great. And everyone, that's the Plant Powered People podcast. It's a very, very helpful and informative podcast. Uh, you can listen to it everywhere you listen to your podcast. I would imagine. Um, yeah. And speaking of overcoming obstacles as uh, vegans, we all have our first vegan cookbook. Do you each remember the first vegan cookbook you owned and cooked from? Oh, yes. Actually, Michelle and I have the same one. It was The Joy of Vegan Baking by Colleen Patrick Goudreau. And if you oh, look yes. at... If you look at my copy, it is so splattered up. It has <laughs> notes all over it. The binding is weak. It is a well-loved book. But wait, was it both of you had the first, the same? Both of yes. you had that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Come yeah, on long, now. Long before we met, we were actually going vegan around the same time in the world, not knowing it, having the same cookbook in our hands, in our kitchens. A lot of our paths were very similar before we even met, which is pretty cool. How funny. That's so, how serendipitous one might say. <laughs> well, let's talk about this great new book, The Friendly Vegan Cookbook. Listeners, this book is user-friendly. It is full of all of the love, positive vibes, and unconditional hand-holding you may or may not need to go vegan. Everybody's different. Was it just obvious you had to write this book together off after all of this? I, I would say so. I would say so. It, Michelle and I knew that we wanted to write a book together. We had done 
really well testing the waters with smaller projects and, and knew that we wanted to tackle something more comprehensive of everything we've ever created. And we tried to bring our friendly approach, our love for food sharing, and to talk a little bit about how we should maintain our friendships and our relationships. And uh, I'm sorry, with people who may not ever be plant-based, but still introduce them to our favorite meals, meals that we've shared with our non-vegan families and have won them over so that they have become regular rotations in the regular rotation of so many people who are just dipping their toes into plant-based cooking. I love that. It's a, it's a very uh, welcoming approach. And it's that sort of, the, it's like feed them, just feed them, feed everyone, you know? Yep. <laughs> they will love your good food. Your good food, regardless, vegan or not, it's good food. And this book sort of, it shares it all. Like we've said, it's got the tools. It shows, it tells you how to go vegan tools you'll need in the kitchen, how to stack your pantry, how to save time and money in the kitchen, some plant-based nutritional basics, and Tony and Michelle's personal favorites when it comes to dairy-free milks, cheeses, ice creams, and beyond. It covers everything. Let's dive right in with breakfast and brunch. So this weekend... I made a few things from the book. Uh, if people were watching the Instagram, though, this episode will be out a little later. You can always scroll back. Uh, but I made the waffles this weekend and also the strawberry preserves. Uh, they couldn't have been easier and super delicious. And it's it's just it's those things like that, especially on a Saturday morning. I was like, all right, I'm going to do these waffles. They better be easy. <laughs> and they were and they were delicious and i also love you've got the chia seeds and the strawberry preserves uh i love chia seeds these days they're not only nutritious but they've become this fantastic tool to make quick thicker items like preserves and like i said the waffles were straightforward no muss no fuss what are a couple of y'all's favorite breakfast or brunch items from the book we'll be back after a quick break hey bar and girl fans it's jim with madhouse bar talk where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby! Well, I have to real quick say, I also made the strawberry preserves this weekend. Yes. They're not just good on waffles, but I just had them on ice cream. You can put them in yogurt. I just mixed them. There's this new vegan yogurt I was trying out and I mixed it in there and it was like, oh, divine. So, so multi-purpose. And I'm glad they're easy because that's our, that's our big goal. (laughs) But Tony, what are your favorites? I, I too like very easy meals. I am a big fan of the tofu scramble. That's probably what I make the most. It allows you to throw in whatever you have that's about to expire. So we have this, this base that we've perfected with our favorite easy, easy steps and accessible ingredients. But often I throw in whatever else is kind of wilty in my refrigerator sure. and uh it's always fantastic I, it's it's definitely my go-to tony i love that about you i think i saw your instagram today and you had thrown a bunch of stuff in an instant pot and made a oh, super yeah. good and i was like <laughs> yes i love anybody who's like oh that's about to go bad that's about to go bad mm-hmm. that's about to go oh i need to make something right now because that's especially soup season right now it's the best time you just like 
pull stuff out and throw it all in a pot and just let it simmer for a while. Oh, Dustin, Usually delicious. soup season is all year round. <laughs> <laughs> you, really will find, you will find Tony and I at the ramen place in Sacramento when it's like 110 degrees <laughs> outside. <laughs> We're like, no, Definitely. Line, let's go. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. It, do you guys like cold soups? No. I don't either. I don't either. I was just curious since we said all year round. I was like, I can have soup all year round, but I really don't enjoy a cold soup. I've had a watermelon mint gazpacho. Actually, there I I may I have a recipe for one that I did that I I actually really do enjoy. But I think that's more just like watermelon minty juice with watermelon chunks in it. Really, I feel so fancy. I feel like I need to be <laughs> like on that. a beach getting served that. <laughs> And that was, I, w- I was like, I'm here for the watermelon. I, I mean, I guess maybe if it's like a juicy fruity thing, but I don't know. Like, Is it savory? Water- no, it's not. And that's why I'm thinking, I think that's where it gets me. Like when there's like cucumber gazpacho and stuff, I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't know. Just me. Uh, well, let's look at the next chapter, which is the dinner and entrees chapter. You have the things America craves and loves and thinks they will never have when they go ve- on the go on the vegan front. Uh, and I'm talking about lasagna. We've got shepherd's pie, fettuccine Alfredo, tacos, burgers, sushi, and pizza. My goodness, what is a go-to dinner from here? You would suggest each of you please suggest one uh, for someone who's just getting getting the book. Mm. Well, the number one <laughs> recipe we recommend to people, if you want to try something a little outside of your norm of cooking is fettuccine Alfredo. Our fettuccine Alfredo mm-hmm. in this book is mm-hmm. so crazy good. I kind of stumbled on creating that recipe by accident, but it ended up like the creamiest most. It just, it took me right back to when I was a kid and used to order that all the time. And it was like one of my favorite dishes. So what's the recipe like? What's the base of it? Here's the secret. So I I was trying to make a one pot pasta that was like a creamy one pot pasta. And I was out of almond milk and I was like, oh, whatever. I've got almonds in, in my cupboard. So I'll just whip some up in my blender. But I didn't really think about the ratios, so I just dumped a bunch of almonds in, but it was a much higher almond-to-water ratio, so it ended up like a thick cream. And when mm-hmm. the whole thing came together, I used a little bit of st- cornstarch in there to thicken it, and of course, lots of yummy flavors like garlic and onion and mm-hmm. pepper and all the things, but... um but it came together just extra, just creamy, decadent, like legit. You would never know it was vegan. And I was like, oh my God, the secret is making your own milk so you can make it extra creamy and extra thick. That a recipe has been popping out at me every time I open the book. Oh, you got to make it. So I feel like I you've made half the book already. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't help it. Like I said, when the book's good and I keep opening up, I'm like, oh, I want to make that too. And and when you make one recipe and it's great, you're kind of like, all right, then I'm going to move on to another one. <laughs> uh, Tony, what about a dinner entree for you to suggest to someone just getting the book? <sighs> this sounds hard for me. I feel you like... You can give two, whatever, you okay, know? Okay, okay. Uh, I would say for ease, I have been relying on the pesto pasta just because it's dump everything in a food processor, blend it up until it's creamy. And then boom, you have, uh, you have a pesto and you just throw it over some pasta noodles and you're good. Takes about 10 minutes total. Uh, and our version is cheaper with walnuts instead of pine nuts, which I also appreciate. And I, I grow basil. So that's always in abundance. So that is my go-to recipe, but I also really, really love the very decadent Allison's pot pie. Mm-hmm. I am a I am a lover of the pot pie. 
Listen, I made that pot pie this last weekend. It was, and when I'm reading the header, it was kind of like, it was like, oh, there's like some extra steps. But honestly, it didn't feel, it did not feel hard to me. It felt like, oh, I make this, make this, and then bang, I put it all together. It's perfect. It was creamy and luscious, perfect bechamel sauce. It was so good. My um, time saving tip is I buy, you know, those two, they're like packs of frozen, um, frozen crusts. Yes. And so I put, I just put all of the filling in that. And then I put the other crust that came in the package on top. And by the end of it, it kind of melts down and fits the pie over and it it takes out that extra step. And is so good with Allison's filling. That is fantastic. It really, really was. It, I actually took someone to work today for a friend, even though I felt kind of, I was like, I don't really want to share this, but I feel like it's the right thing to do <laughs> um, because we only had like two servings left in the fridge. Uh, but, you know, it's pot pie, so I had to pace myself serving a day. Um, but the, what, I, what I also love is it's, it's Allison's pot pie because you did a really cool thing in this book, The Friendly Vegan Cookbook. You gathered some recipes from friends. I loved that. I thought that was so nicely in line with the idea of sharing food with friends. It's like a a shared recipe book among friends. We even have some spinach artichoke dip from America's vegan sweetheart, Chloe Coscarelli, who also wrote your foreword. What a doll. Oh my God. You need to make that one, Dustin. It's so good. Ugh. I've listen, I I so I've I've worked with Chloe and I actually have worked on a couple different spinach artichoke dips with her. So I'm anxious to try this one and see. I'm like, ooh, what's different that mm, it's actually healthy. Like I, I can I eat the love entire that. thing and not feel bad. Oh, Chloe's a Chloe's a magician. She is a <laughs> magician. Whose idea was it to include some recipes from friends? You know, it's interesting. I mean, obviously we wanted to embrace the spirit of friendship, but when we started writing this book, we wanted to create all of your favorite me- me- like foods and meals made vegan. So our first step was to write down what is our dream cookbook? What are all the recipes we want to include? And that was before even thinking about like how to recipe develop them or which ones we already had recipes we love for. Um, and there were a couple of them in there. Like, obviously we wanted to include a pot pie. We wanted to include a artichoke, a spinach artichoke dip. These are like common things that people struggle with when they try and figure out how to go plant-based that they can no longer eat. And as we were recipe testing, we started trying to recipe test these things ourselves and create a custom new brand new recipe, but we've eaten this multiple times from other people. And if there was a recipe out there that we had had, that was just better than ours, (laughs) or we just were like, you can't can't get more perfect than this. It's just the best. Then we didn't want to create a second rate recipe to stick in our book. We wanted to share the friendship, highlight some other amazing creatives in the kitchen and bring their recipes into our book. And we were so fortunate to have um, the handful of amazing contributors. Some of them are just friends of ours who we've had that, that dish and that it's been like loved in our lives. And we just knew we wanted to include it. Um, and others are creators of their own, like, like Chloe, who has that book is in her cookbook and she right. super kindly allowed us to include it in ours as well. Oh, it's so good. So good. That spinach artichoke dip and everyone that pot pie. I, I really can't say enough great things about that pot pie and how quickly it came together. But then also you got that tip from Tony. So you're good to go. Y'all should be making some pot pie <laughs> for sure. Um, and now we're getting into the warm and cozy of it all with the soups chapter. But as we've discussed, that's for every season of the year. Mm-hmm. How about uh, some soups? What are some soups you love from here? I recently made the corn chowder. And forgot mm. how good it was. It mm-hmm. is uh, it okay. 
I, in my head, believed it to be really complicated when I started trying to recipe test for a or recipe develop for a corn chowder. I was throwing in all kinds of things, but keeping it simple not only made the process enjoyable for me, but it came together so well. I I love that. I think it might be. Uh, I don't know. It's too hard. I was going to say, I think it might be my favorite in the soup recipe <laughs> section, but I, it's just too hard. <laughs> Choosing like, a I favorite baby. Say. I know, I know, it. I know. Always the hardest question. <laughs> Always the hardest. Hey, I love a good corn chowder though. So I'm excited to try that one. And my husband's like favorite is corn. So I'll make that for him too. Uh, Michelle, what about you and soups? I would have to say the ramen, Tony and my friendship sort of exists around ramen. I mean, soup in general, but also ramen. When we'd have moments to celebrate, we'd go get hot noodle soup. When we'd be like crying over something, we'd go get noodle soup. When we just all the highs and lows of life, um, soup was there for us. And so we knew we wanted to include that in the book, but it's kind of hard because if you eat ramen out, like it is a process to make really good ramen. And it's something that I was just like, we're never going to be able to make our own homemade version. And Tony was like, just wait, Michelle, I'm going to create it magically in my kitchen. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be as good as what we get out. But Tony totally nailed it. It's so, so good. And it has that comfort, comfort feel. So yeah, holler to the ramen. And see, honestly, this is why this book is so good. All the recipes you're saying, at least for me personally, these these are the types of foods that resonate with me. Every time, if I open a book like this, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I see that. Ooh, I'm going to put a post-it there. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Ramen, come on. Like, please, absolutely. Uh, and we're moving into the apps, snacks, and sides chapter where everyone can find that spinach and artichoke dip from Dear Chloe. I have my eye on the rainbow spring rolls with peanut dipping sauce for myself, but you two mm. really cover us with some good old standbys here like Caesar salad, coleslaw, green bean casserole, nacho cheese sauce, fried rice. So like versatile things we can use for a bunch of different stuff. Can you guys tell me about the quinoa tots though? Yes. Uh, the quinoa tots are, uh, they were a recipe that was on plant-based on a budget and they were more complicated originally. So when we were recipe testing, we were thinking, okay, how do I get this even easier and with fewer ingredients? And that still tastes fantastic, which was something we tried to do throughout the recipe testing uh, process. And it was kind of a challenge. We tried them baked, we tried them air fried, and we're like, okay, no, we need to fry them. That's the best way. And it just turned out so well. And it does taste just like tater tots that's amazing sometimes you just can't avoid it you know to get that thing and i was in culinary school there was an instructor who was i was at a health supportive culinary school and suddenly we were in this class frying things and and uh we were like, um, aren't we not supposed to be frying? And he was like, here's the deal. We're training you to be well-rounded chefs. And if you get hired for a private party, you need to put one fried item in the hors d'oeuvres that you serve. And we were like, why? He goes, because I promise you the fried items could be the one thing that's gone first. Like people at a party, <laughs> they want to have it. They want to enjoy it. They're having a good time. So sometimes you just got to go for it. And yeah, and did. here's the thing. Like these we wanted to create recipes that you would feel comfortable sharing with people who are not vegan. So if you've right. acclimated your palate to eating without oil or no fried food or all super healthy and greens and everything, that's amazing. More power to you, but I I'm willing to bet the majority of your friends and family around you don't eat like that. So right. 
Um, we recently had someone ask us, can I make your pesto without oil or oil-free version? And sure you could, but we have taken every opportunity to test these recipes and see if we could eliminate things and make them healthier, make them easier. Right. And if we could, we did, but if we couldn't, and we're like, no, this really does no, no longer taste amazing like pesto, then we left it in. So we wanted to make sure that these recipes are, are as good as the, the dairy and meat paste counterparts that are out there in the world. And that you would never even think that they're vegan. And it sounds like yeah, as good as you intended them to be as well. I mean, it really is. Yes. A, and this is a, a big topic, the oil-free topic in terms of, you know, it's I, I eat oil-free sometimes and I love it. It's delicious. But it's taken me a long time to get to a point where I'm like, I'm okay not having the oil on this. You know, it, it it it's not an easy switch for everyone. And for some some people, it's a very polarizing topic, too. They're like, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean no oil? You know, so I understand that. Yeah, definitely. And we try to include like a, a there's selection for everyone in here. And there's definitely a lot of very health health minded recipes in here. But with the for the sake of sh food sharing and friendship and being able to go to Thanksgiving and bring dishes to share that, you know, everyone's going to love and no one's going to like turn their nose up on. That's where this book has super got you covered. <laughs> For sure. And what when it comes to sides, what do you guys, is there something you guys uh, whip up uh, often for your family when you sit around the table, sides that you serve regularly out of this book? We host most of our parties during the summer and look for every opportunity to barbecue because it, it takes everyone outside and we have a, a nice yard. And so I made the pasta salad and the potato salad a lot mm -hmm. uh, over the past few summers. So those are tried and true in this book. I love that. Yes. Yeah. And I have been really digging the Michael's Southern Collard Greens because now we're going to promote the health aspect, but you throw in a ton. I usually double the recipe also as a little side tip. I always double recipes so that I don't have to cook as often. And I always want more. And my husband Super and I have smart. And then you can meal prep it too. Yeah, like we'll create a meal. We'll be like, oh, this is awesome. This is going to feed us for days. And then we'll be like, how did we just eat all of it in this one <laughs> sitting? So doubling recipes is key. The collard greens recipe is great. Is great. It's um, it's pretty easy to make. It just takes some time sitting on the stove. And you could throw down a huge batch of collard greens in one sitting. No problem. I just real doubling recipes is super smart if you yes. want to like, ha I, I never even thought of that. Yes. Do it. Do it. Do it. Even like things like pot pie and lasagna when I was, uh, so when I wrote this, when we wrote this book, I was super pregnant. And, um, as I was preparing to have a baby, I knew I wanted to have a lot of food meal prepped and ready in the fridge and the freezer just so that it was ready. So I'd made lasagna, but I would double the batch. And as I went through that process of preparing to have a baby, I realized, why don't I do this all the time? If I'm going shopping for ingredients, if I'm making a batch of something, make a second batch if it freezes or stores well sure. and it'll save so much time. Yeah, very smart. That way it's just done. Done and done. Good. That's <laughs> good. Good tips. Uh, and this book is peppered with great photos of the two of you throughout the book. It, it makes me miss friends. Like, I mean, we're in the middle of, you know, the pandemic. Like, I miss sort of hanging out with friends and the food of it all. I mean, it's just really great to see. What, what did you guys shoot these? Did you have like a photo shoot for it? Or what were you, did you kind of get some, you know, done here and there? How'd you go about it? We found a photographer who lives in Sacramento. Actually, Michelle is a photographer herself. And is very particular about the style she likes. It's very 
bright and colorful and vibrant. And she, Michelle, I think you browsed through Instagram for quite some time looking at local photographers' works and uh, found our photographer, Lauren White. Her name is Lauren White, but her company is Lauren Elise Photography. And we had two photo shoots with her and she's just fantastic and has a really clear vision and beautiful eye. Yeah. Also, if you want a little bit of a funny story, I don't think we've told this to anyone, but when we were doing doing our cover photo shoot, so we, we wanted to prep a bunch of dishes, although it ends up on the cover. You could barely see anything except for the cake, but, um, we wanted (laughs) to cake. Yeah. We wanted to have this nice tablescape. So we went to our local Target and bought like the entire, the entirety of a tablescape for our photo shoot, (laughs) had the shoot. And then that night we were back at Target, embarrassingly bringing our big old cart of (laughs) tablescape. No, you got to do it. Absolutely. Returning it all. Oh my gosh. For for anyone doing photo shoots, um, little secret tip right there. Yeah. A little frugal, a little frugalness (laughs) goes a long way. Very smart, smart planning, very strategic. I was actually just thinking that the other day. I did a lifestyle shoot for my second book, and I had this big backdrop that I bought. And um, I, I to this day, or not to this day, the other day, I don't know why it was in my brain, but I was like, why didn't I return that after? Because it's not like I needed <laughs> yes. it for anything else. I was like, I ended up giving it away to someone because I absolutely didn't need it, and it was too big. Yeah, I agree. I sold my wedding dress immediately after my wedding. I pretty much anything if it's not going to be in regular use. Find someone who will use it and absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Well, and speaking of wedding dresses, that's sweet and sweets. We're in the sweets chapter. Look at that segue. (laughs) So the desserts chapter. uh, Are you both sweets people or one more than the other? Oh my god, yes. (laughs) I like. I like all food. Yeah, I'm with you, Tony. <laughs> um, well, I, I made the donuts in person. here. Yes. Oh my god, your donuts looked amazing. They you were got, gorgeous. You hit like all the cool decorating options in one picture. I love it. You're so kind. It's easy to uh make food look good when the recipe is great. So <laughs> I put that on you guys. They're baked, they're super simple, and it was a versatile recipe offering up like a chocolate glaze or a maple glaze. So I just did both and did the little swirl thing you suggested or the drizzle and uh you know just went to town with it. Making donuts is fun. I I, I especially like easy baked ones. I want more people I just want to send donut pans to everyone and be like, no no you can do this. I promise. I promise. Yeah and actually it's a great I was gifted my donut pan for the holidays my brother-in-law like whenever we go back to my husband's family for Christmas they're always like what do you want for the holidays and you know there's never anything like <laughs> like I have everything I need but a donut pan I have like a silicone one so it's easy to travel with whatever is a really easy not expensive cool gift that you can give someone and I'm telling you when I received that in my life I have been making batches of donuts like there's no tomorrow well, it's like it's such, such a, a fun special thing. yeah it's such a special thing and suddenly you're like oh I just made donuts how many donuts does your pan fit I feel like nine yes, and I have to do two batches <laughs> Tony do you have a donut pan I used to Michelle's and I'll out myself here. Michelle created a lot of the recipes in the baking section because baking 
can be challenging. And I was really grateful that Michelle had perfected these recipes before. So the way it came was one of us would develop them, send them to the other person to see if everything made sense and if it turned out well. And then it would go back to the other person to make the corrections before it went out to our 100 recipe testers. Yes. And so that, was, that was our process. And uh, and Michelle is, is really creative in the baking area. So she did a lot of the baking, sent them to me, and it was the true test because as someone who is like, oh – very baking challenged. I, I had to, um, be like, okay, Michelle, when you say this exactly, what do you mean? Cause I, I I didn't have a lot of the equipment. I didn't have, um, what we, what we decided was if it could get through me in my kitchen, it's probably safe for everybody. (laughs) Oh, so good. What a great test though. That's a great test. There's actually one recipe that, that Tony still won't let me live down. And for me, I was like, it's, (laughs) so easy to make. I love these. My husband keeps asking me to make more of them. And it's the, well, they're called toaster pastries, but the really vegan pop tarts, um, in our book. And for me, I was just like, they came together so quickly and easily and I love them and they have to be in our book. And Tony was like, these are the hardest things I've ever made. (laughs) They didn't come out. (laughs) Yeah. We had to go back to that one a lot of times because I I was like, okay, well, how thick does the, when I roll it out, how thick does the dough need to be? How, when you say cut them into rectangles, how, like, can you give me dimensions? (laughs) How much, how much preserves do I need to be putting in? Can you give me an exact amount? And so it was, it was like a a huge challenge, but ultimately made the book better. Well, but, and so that's the treat of co-authoring this way. You're able to bounce all this stuff off each other. That's fantastic. So we got toaster pastries, donuts that we talked about. What are uh, like, Tony, what's a sweet for you that had to be in the book? I would say I knew I wanted to include my mother-in-law's um, ice cream cake. It's something nice. that we eat all the time when we're at her place and it's so good. So we had that. I wanted, I wanted to bring that, um, staple of my family into our book to share with the world. And then I, <laughs> pumpkin pies are hard to make. They are hard to make <laughs> into the right consistency. They are sometimes time consuming and labor intensive. And I, made a lazy version (laughs) called pumpkin chocolate pie. And it is so good. It just throw everything in the food processor, blend it up, put it in a, uh, a pie crust, a prepared pie crust, throw it in the oven and then put it in the refrigerator to set. And it's minimal work and comes out perfect every time. So I knew I wanted to include that for people who are overwhelmed by the pumpkin pie making process. That's great. That's great. And that it is true. It can be a little tricky with the pumpkin pie. Michelle, what about you for sweets? Uh, the one that's most special to me and also my absolute favorite cookies ever are in the book. They're called Grandma's Cookies. They're technically oatmeal cookies, but I hate saying that because my my picture of oatmeal cookies is like dry, crumbly, hippie food. And these are not that at all. <laughs> these are like ooey, gooey, chewy, like almost toffee like. Oh, they're so good. And they're really special because it's my well, my grandma, well, I was adopted. I met my birth father a few years ago, and it's his mom. So my birth grandma's recipe, who their oh, whole wow. family loves. Um and so my birth father, soon after meeting him, he actually went vegan and was Stop. like, Whoa. yeah, yeah, it was really, really cool. Wow. And then he was like, well, 
now I can't eat my mom's cookies anymore. I, I need to veganize them. And so he, he, and I collaborated a lot. He started kind of helping with world of vegan and got to work perfecting his mom's cookies, um, grandma's cookies. And then that's his recipe in the book. And he actually, um, just very suddenly passed away while we were writing the book. And so it's just extra meaningful to have that recipe preserved and just all the memories of, of just perfecting something so special that I can't even believe is in my life that I even got to meet him and meet my grandma and try those cookies. Uh, But also that it will forever be um, a part of our book. Yeah. How special to have that captured in the book like that. That is really great. Yeah. Well, and we've got a drinks chapter in here. We move into that with another Mm. uh, sweet story in a heading here of the horchata. Tony, a story about visiting your aunt, Laura, and her always having a picture made. Uh, so it's it's always great in headers like that to see these sort of personal touches, why some recipes came about. So I, I love that, always having that as a kid. Uh, and you've got Mexican hot chocolate in here, pumpkin spice latte, uh, eggnog, pink lemonade, any occasion. You have us covered with beverages. So I, I love that. I always love me a good beverage chapter. And uh, we go into the DIY staples section. This is always a fun section for me in every book because it's really subjective, right? Like, Generally, people have the same sort of staples, but there's always something that may be a staple to me that isn't a staple to another person. For instance, you guys have teriyaki sauce in here. You have it in your book. And and while it isn't a staple for me right now, it might be after I make yours uh, because I'm finding I like things from this book so much. What are some of your favorite staples to have on hand from here? Well, I make the challah a lot. My husband is Jewish and we do... Shabbat dinners. So I regularly make that and I'll freeze, uh, freeze extra loaves. So I'll double or triple the batch and cook or bake three of them and freeze the other two and then thaw them out on a Friday night. And they're so, so, so good. It is a lot of waiting around for it to rise, but it comes out so perfectly that it's worth it. And the recipe actually came from Michelle's friend, Rebecca, who had a vegan bakery called Harmless Bakery. Oh, I love that name. Yeah, we actually have two recipes in the book from vegan bakeries that sadly no longer exist, but they... um, got to share one of their recipes to live on forever so we can all oh, yeah. <laughs> them in their homes. So that's been really special as well to include. I love that. And uh, so we've got the challah that Tony makes often. Michelle, is there a DIY staple you have in your fridge at all times or, or sitting in your pantry? Well, I have to give a shout to like the most basic of the basic because I recently did a poll and saw that most of my audience has never made this before. And that's make your own milk from scratch. A lot of people Ah. don't realize how easy it is. So we have, uh, we thought about including all the different types of milks, almond, cashew, all all sorts, but um, we, we were limited to a hundred recipes because we wanted this to have a nice flat number in our book. So we get the almond in there. It's really easy. You blend up almonds and water, you strain it out with the nut milk bag. You can add whatever flavorings or, you know, vanilla extract or a sweetener, sugar, whatever that you want. And, um, it's just so simple. And if you've never made nut milk before, it's like really cathartic, just, just pressing, (laughs) pressing the nut milk, milk bag, squeezing out the liquid is just really fun. It's a super fun process and it takes five minutes. 
I love that. And it is nice to sort of, there's like the, uh, it's like, it's a rewarding feeling to make your yes. own milk as well. You're like, I made that. that I know exactly what's in that right now. <laughs> yeah. It and it good. can be packaging free. So if you're trying to cut yes. down on plastic waste or a lot of people don't realize that milk cartons are not recyclable. I see so many people throw it in the recycling, assuming sure. like, of course they would be, but they're not. So, um, so yeah, it's a great way to reduce waste as well. Another way to get around that. Reduce, reduce. I love it. And we've got dinner rolls, cornbread, tofu, bacon, pesto, barbecue sauce. You really went all out to make sure people are stocked up on their DIY staples. Uh, It's so great. This is just a really great collection of recipes. And it's great for anyone. And when you want to go vegan, it's here for you. Or if you don't, if you just want some good food, this is a great book for that. So this uh, this is something everyone should go out and buy right now. The Friendly Vegan Cookbook. And this brings us to our book brag section. Book brag! If you can each sort of share something you're most proud of when it comes to this book um, or something great that has come about it, uh, it's, it's your moment to give me a humble brag or any kind of brag you wanna. I'm I'm grateful to have had the, the excitement around our book we, that we have had. It's just a really hard time to be coming out with a book and we were so yes. nervous. It's a pandemic a week before the election and a lot has been working against us. As, as we mentioned, Michelle had a baby. She lost her birth dad. It, it was a hard road for us and to come out and be really proud of the work that we did to still be best friends, <laughs> to uh, yeah. love and support each other and and have this thing we'll always cherish is something I'm really proud about. I love that. Oh, I love that. <laughs> well, and also on that note too, like what a beautiful, um, with all these things happening, what a beautiful positive sort of time stamp, stamp in this moment to be like, all of that did happen, but also this happened at this time. This this beautiful book happened at this time. So it really is just a a, a, a true testament of like, you know, there is there is positive when all the other things are happening as well in life. Yes, you can always find light. And it is really a time everyone has to cook. Well, right right now in the pandemic times, sure. everyone really has to cook. And for many people, for the very first time. And it's been really exciting coming out with this book and seeing people get it who we never would have expected. And also people get it who are not vegan. So that's what we really wanted to create, something that felt very approachable, whether you wanted to just like try a plant-based meal here or there, or do meatless Mondays. My neighbor is just going to do um, weekday vegan. So whatever it is, we found so many people in our ex- like extended, extended networks, my mom's friends, cousin, or like people we went to elementary school with saying they got copies of the book and are going to try recipes. And that just lights up our hearts so much. <laughs> I love it. Is that your is that your official book book brag, Michelle? That's my book brag. I, I'll take that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'll take it. I was like, but you, uh, you guys are free to brag as long as you want to. It's my favorite part, favorite part of the podcast. Uh, it really, really is great. And I will say, yes, it is a hard time for a book to come out. But I will say this: the cool thing about books, they live on. So that's it's going to be here for years to come. I know people are going to buy the heck out of this book and cook the <laughs> heck out of it. I'm flipping through and I've got all these pages posted up and uh what do you call it uh dog-eared or what do you say that when you corn when you flip oh, the corner yeah, of the dog-eared that's yeah cute. so i got a bunch of dog-eared but anyways that's me gonna cook more from it and everyone else should too let's move on to our rapid fire you guys ready for some quick questions here so ready 
Let's do it. Number one, food on a skewer or a tiny spoon? Ooh, on a skewer, veggie mm-hmm. kebabs, skewer. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. <laughs> Biggest uh, quantity always. Tiny. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Biggest quantity. That's great. Uh, favorite spice to cook with? Cumin. Ah, Tony, name a strength in Michelle that you admire. She is positive. Michelle, name a strength in Tony you admire. Persistence. I love both. If you could start a charity, what would it be for? Creating a kinder world. Nice. Creating a better access to family planning services. Nice. Good guys. No. Pineapple <laughs> or mango? Oh, mango. Mango. Mango, mango, mango. Yes. I want to be best friends with you guys too. <laughs> We're going to make all the mango things. Yes. Uh, favorite kind of apple? Oh, Fuji. Oh, the, well, hmm, I was going to say the cheapest one, but I, I guess. Ooh. I like that answer. <laughs> <laughs> the cheapest uh, one that's not mealy. So not feel, cold and delicious. Yeah, I feel I I feel the same. I feel I same. feel like I can no longer relate to anyone whose an- immediate answer is not Fuji Apple. <laughs> Tony, I think our friendship is on the rocks right now. <laughs> hey, as long as it's not mealy, it's not mealy. That's not a mealy one. We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, good. A morning must in your routines, like one thing in your routine in the morning that you must do. I have been trying to create a morning routine for two decades. Oh, bless and have you. Now you have a yet. baby. <laughs> uh, there's not a single thing I can keep myself to not even showering. So uh, the secret's out. You, you get a you get a pass on this one right now with a new baby. Yeah. I cuddle with my dog every morning. It's our routine. My husband goes to work and he leaves the house and Eddie, my dog will come and lay on me to ensure that I don't leave. And I just oh. let him. And so we lay there for another 30 minutes cuddling and then I'll finally get up. I'm so jealous of that. My sweet puppy in the morning. I I get up before my husband and get ready for work. And if my dog, most of the time he stays in bed, but occasionally he'll hear me and then he'll come right to my feet at the closet and just look up at me like, hey, hey, do you want to just like say hi really quick? But if I start, I can't stop. I'm like, I'm like, like, I just want to sit here with you now for an hour. (laughs) They're so warm and cuddly in the morning too. Like, oh, it's like so beautiful. Is Uh, your dog little or big? He's just, he's little, he's little, he's he's like a little medium-ish, but he's little. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have to bend down on the floor and then I'm like, well, I could just like sit down here with you for like a half hour instead. Uh, What celebrity would you like to cook for? Michelle Obama. Nice. Oh, dang. Uh, (laughs) Barack Obama. (laughs) We can have a whole family. Listen to that. Yeah, that's great. That was a great dinner. Favorite thing to eat for breakfast? Mango smoothie from our book. Nice. Um, Tofu scramble from our book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Song to sing at karaoke. Ooh. Okay. Uh, let's get it on by Marvin Gaye. Wow. Not expecting that. That was the, you can't. That's good. Also, Tony did ter- ter- karaoke. <laughs> karaoke with my mom, and <laughs> I. This is how much I will never do karaoke unless. Somehow there's such magical scenarios, but I did not <laughs> partake. We sang, we sang a Carpenter song. Ooh, which Carpenter song? Gosh, I don't even, I don't even remember. Oh, yesterday once more. Nice. Is that a- 
Well, what's the what is a song if you're not gonna do karaoke? Because I'm the same, even though I have stumbled upon it a couple times. What is one that you would do at karaoke if you did karaoke? Oh God, if I could sing, I don't know, Tony. What would I sing? Ed Sheeran. ah listen it's better if you can't sing when you do karaoke my problem is i used to be an actor and a singer and when i would do karaoke i got so serious about it Uh and everyone would be like why are you so serious and i'm like because i need to sing for you right now but i kind of like got my own way are you one of those people who like when when you're in the car and you're everyone's just kind of like nodding their head and lip syncing that you're actually into it in the car Oh, honey, it's a concert. <laughs> honey, tickets. I uh, uh, I really should get over myself because I would be the greatest gift to everyone else at karaoke and they would all feel like superstars. <laughs> oh, speaking of correction, we sang Superstar by the Carpenters. Oh, there we go. All right. Okay. One thing you are most grateful for? Mm-hmm. Um, my supportive family and friends. Beautiful. Um, I guess I'm grateful for everyone out there who is being conscious on the, of their choices and trying to create a kinder world. It's just, uh, yeah, all of you, you know who you are. Thank you. I'm grateful for you. I love it. What is a culture you would like to learn more about? Can Australian culture be a culture? <laughs> sure. I think you mean Australian. <laughs> I've, I feel like my own culture I'd love to learn more about. I'm I'm Japanese Mexican, but I'd love to learn more about the different cultures within Mexico. Okay. Have you been to Mexico? I have. I've been to both the the East Coast and the West West Coast, but I've never spent any time in the middle. Okay. All right. So maybe that's another uh your next trip or something. <laughs> yes. Uh your One last day. question is what is your must have tool in the kitchen? Ooh. Instant pot. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Michelle, <laughs> a good knife. Michelle's is a good knife. No, it's you know what? It's not because I live for so long without that. I, I would have see, okay. My instant answer is my Vitamix blender, but I hate saying that because it's so inaccessible. Like I won my my high power blender. Like I, even I wasn't gonna spend hundreds of hundreds of dollars, sure. but it really it really does change the game. I was going to say, but Everything now that free. you've had one, wouldn't you spend the hundreds oh, of dollars? In a heartbeat, I yep. would save all yeah. of my pennies for mm-hmm. 10 years if I needed to, to, to get one. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll stay strong. I'm, I'm a blender. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's a wrap on us. What a treat to have the friendliest of friendly humans on here today. Really, you two are just so uh, beautiful and stunning and, and, and just so giving to the world. And I just love that you're, you're being the change you want to see in the world and you're offering it up to us. I appreciate you. Everyone needs to buy a copy of The Friendly Vegan Cookbook now for yourself and then buy one for a friend. It's the perfect friend gift. Of course, you can get the book everywhere books are sold and I know you love Tony and Michelle as much as I do now. So be sure to turn into tune into their podcast, The Plant Powered People Podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And now tell us, where can everyone find both of you? Give us websites and social media. You can find me at plantbasedonabudget.com and on Instagram at plantbasedonabudget. Great. And you can find me at 
<clears throat> worldofvegan.com <laughs> on Instagram, just at vegan on YouTube, youtube.com slash world of vegan and pretty much all over the internet, plant powered people, podcast, friendly vegan cookbook.com plant-based meal plan.com. There's there were in a lot of places. <laughs> so everyone go find them. You have to, you know what I love today too? Uh, Tony and Michelle is so close to Romy and Michelle. It just—it makes my little heart sing so much. I love that movie with all my heart. It's probably in my top five favorite movies. And when I wrote it in my little outline here, I was like, Tony and Michelle. <laughs> we so have never excited. heard that before. No one's ah. ever said that before. But now that is constantly going to be in my mind. Oh, have you Tony. have you both seen the movie? Yes. yes. Okay. Good. 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 So you know what I speak of. I mean, I, I'm here for it. Maybe next Halloween you guys can put it together and give us a little Romeo and Michelle look. Maybe. Ooh. Just throwing <laughs> it out there. It. You're welcome in advance. You can Thank tag you. me in the photo. Please Thank do. You. Will do. Concept <laughs> the, credit. <laughs> <laughs> the Friendly Vegan Cookbook is available now everywhere books are sold. You two have a great night. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the dose of happiness always, Dustin. You just infuse it in everyone who listens to you. And in case you don't shout this out, since we have a podcast, we know. But I hope everyone listening goes and leaves the podcast a review because that really will help support it. And I'm going to go do that right now. Needs to reach the world. So yes, me too. (laughs) Angels, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. They are changing the world, these two, really making uh, vegan food accessible to so many people on such a like a positive and uplifting platform. They're just so, so lovely. Yes, yes. Uh, we also uh, want to remind you all, in addition to the book, The Friendly Vegan Cookbook, these two also have their plant-based on a budget meal plan available at plantbasedmealplan.com um, as well as their podcast the plant powered podcast so plant powered people plant powered that's people my podcast. bad yeah no, i didn't right. write it all out the plant powered people podcast um uh, so get you a dose of their infectious positivity uh that dustin was talking about and talking with them and i'm sure you heard um so however you need uh they got you covered yeah 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 and all righty some people let's... just don't know when to like how to start you sure know, like and they got it and they got and they resources. Got, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Dustin's dish, Ooh, shall we? What is the dish? Big this Mac, week, baby. Dustin. We're talking about making it easy to transition into things and things that people might miss and how this book is great for that. And you actually flipped to a recipe in there. So I'm not trying to steal their shine, but um, I had already uh, thought of this. I wanted to give an easy, quick recipe online that people can make. If you're missing Big Macs or that uh, sauce from Big Macs, which is essentially a Thousand Island dressing, and you're new to veganism and craving some of that McDonald's business or just looking for a vegan version of the Thousand Island dressing, I have a super simple recipe for you utilizing ingredients you probably have on hand right now. In a bowl, combine half cup vegan mayonnaise, two tablespoons sweet pickle relish, one tablespoon yellow mustard, and one tablespoon ketchup. Drizzle all that all together, mix it together, and put it on stuff and burgers and whatever the heck you want. It is a Thousand Island dressing for your liking and super easy to make. So that's it? Yes, that's it, honey. Four that's ingredients. It. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super, super, super well, easy. Well, and probably good on sandwiches, probably good on... Like anything. Mm-hmm. Well, you know I love a sauce. I know you do. You know I, know I you love do. a sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, 
Uh, hey, couldn't they um, also use this on the cheesy burger tater tots in your new book, Epic Vegan Quick and Easy? Because <laughs> I think they could. Well, hey, they sure could. And that's a nice little segue, David, to remind you all my new that's book. That's what I'm here for. Uh, I know. I know. So good. So wonderful. Uh, remind you all my new book, Epic Vegan Quick and Easy, is available now for pre-order. We're going to talk more about it at another time. But I just want to mention now that you can get on over there to wherever books are sold and pre-order it. Yeah, guys, get this book. I love you. I love you. We'll get to get it another book. time. I know. I know. Thank, thank you. Gonna, I I'm appreciate g- you. Don't. <laughs> don't dim, dim my light about my baby Aww. and his amazing uh, book coming out. Like um, they're all amazing. I'm but um, So uh, for all things Keep On Cooking, make sure you follow Dustin uh, on Instagram at the Vegan Roadie um, and at veganroadie.com. Please, if you have three minutes to spare, take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. Please, please, please. It really helps us out. And come on back next Tuesday for more. Keep on cooking. And remember, y'all, it's nice to be nice. This has been a Muzzy Cat production.